If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You want your Burt Show in one full show every day, uninterrupted, and dang it, you don't want ads. No problem. Become a bonus Burt Show subscriber. Find out more at theburtshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. This is how kind of twisted I am. First thought I had this morning was when I woke up was... I wonder how Abby's cold water therapy went. <laughs> that was your first thought this morning? That was my first thought when I woke up this morning. <laughs> Conveniently, it was also my first thought because I was like, how am I still alive? <laughs> Tell me about it. So I yesterday went to this place called Sweat House, which has like saunas and cold plunges. My mom is also like Bert, like very into the health and fitness stuff. So she's been feeding me this information for weeks. She's like, the sauna therapy is so good for you. It's going to like refresh your mind. It's going to press the reset button. It's going to be great. So I did the sauna over the weekend and I felt amazing. So I was like, oh my gosh, there really must be something to this. I should probably do more of this. So with the beginner entry trial thing that I did, you got to do a a sauna session and a cold plunge. And they didn't have time for me to do the cold plunge. So that's what I did yesterday. And I was so (laughs) nervous because I don't handle cold well. I'm anemic. If it's like (laughs) 69 degrees in the studio, I think it's like the frozen tundra. But I wanted to challenge myself because there's so many good health benefits. My mom was like, it refreshes your brain. You burn more calories. It's like awesome. So yesterday I go to Sweat House and um, it's just a 10 minute session because you're probably only going to last about 30 sessions or 30 seconds. And um, I throw my bathing suit, hype myself up and take a deep breath. I even even took my camera out because I wanted to show people like how long I was going to last. I I really (laughs) felt like I could handle it. And this is a full on ice bath. Like when you would see in a locker room in like a professional football game, like after the game, they go and they lay in those those ice beds. Same type deal. Yeah. So it's about it's about six feet in length. So it sort of looks like a coffin, but instead of um, a place for a dead body. (laughs) For people your size and my size, that's an Olympic size swimming pool, man. (laughs) So inside this coffin is a smaller size tub where ice water is just bubbling up. And I thought it was really funny because they had mountains painted on the wall as if it's supposed to make you feel like you're in a glacial um, environment. So I hopped on. I sort of perched on the edge like a baby bird for a little bit. And then (laughs) you're just holding on to the side. (laughs) I had my toes curled over the edge. I was like, I don't want to get in. It's like Titanic. You're just holding on right now. Let me tell you, I'm going to have a lot more empathy watching Titanic the next time around because (laughs) the fact that Jack was able to hang on for a couple of minutes to confess his love to Rose is so impressive because I last 
lasted only 42 seconds. And you were supposed to go three minutes? They were, they probably, they said, because it's your first time, you're probably only going to make it like a minute, minute and a half. And I was like, that's generous. <laughs> and then they said, if you do it more often, it'll last about three to five minutes. And I said, okay. So I get in the ice, um, ice bucket or ice tub, whatever it is. And it wasn't bad at first. I really thought I was going to get in and it was going to be like a jolt of like, oh, I hear it like, like you feel like a pins poking your body. That's what I didn't expect. So when I got in the tub, the cold was a little jarring, but it, you're able to kind of manage your breathing and figure it out. Mm -hmm. And then about 10 seconds in, <laughs> I couldn't, I could not feel my feet. I couldn't feel my feet. And then I couldn't feel my calves. But I was really determined to make it to a minute. And I was like, I don't want to walk. I don't want to have the walk of shame and be like, I only made it 30 seconds. And I'm curious how much does something like this cost for only whatever? I think you said 42 seconds. Oh, it was 20 bucks. 20 well, bucks. 20 okay. bucks for the sauna and the cold plunge. Okay. So it's kind of a bargain. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and I can't feel my calves and I'm like, try and just make it to the minute, make it to the minute. So it's about 30 seconds. And then I can't feel my knees. And then I start to shake. And then I start to panic. Mm. And I'm thinking... I have 14 minutes left in this place. If I drown, <laughs> this is a really horrible way to go. So that's when I decided to pop out was when I couldn't feel my lower body because then it didn't feel like fun and refreshing and healthy. It felt like I'm going to die. Yes. Is there somebody there coaching you like a midwife or something? No, you're, you're in the, a cold plunge doula. Yes. <laughs> you're in this water closet by yourself. And to be fair, because I thought I was going to scream when I got in. It's a very quiet space. So if I had made noise, somebody would have been able to come and get me. But mm -hmm. I really thought I was going to die of hypothermia. I really thought I was going to pass away. You really worked yourself up. Yeah, it was it was terrifying. But the good thing about this place was they have a hot shower right next to it. So I had the shower running the whole time. So I tiptoed out of, out of the cold tub <laughs> and then hopped in the hot shower. And that did help. But I will say for the rest of the day, it was so opposite to the sauna because when I did the sauna, I felt very zened out. My cortisol levels were down. I was relaxed. And then with this experience, it was like the complete opposite. I was jittery all day. And I'm not trying to like hate on the cold plunge because I think there are actual health benefits, but my legs were tingly. <laughs> um, I, I just didn't feel right. So um, I think it might have felt different if I had done it right after the sauna when I was hot. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it's not an experience I'm looking forward to doing again. So it felt like your last time doing it is what it felt That's like. That's what it That's felt what it like. like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I did it, it kind of, it jolted me and made me feel like um, I had uh, a gallon of coffee for about six hours. And I really liked that jittery feeling. So I really, really loved it. I think it affects men and women differently because I think our heat distribution is different. So I have a friend who's in medical school and I asked her about it. I was like, why did this not work for me? And she said, when women get cold, like if you're in a pool, all the heat rushes to your midsection because that's where all the important parts mm. are. Mm. But I think it's different for men where like you don't, your body's not thinking, protect the, you know, the, oh, mm. the, it the lady. Oh, it, it, what's that? <laughs> I said it wasn't different for me. All your important parts are in the middle too. Yeah. Yeah. It, must be. <laughs> it was, it was protecting mine because they were hiding. <laughs> Different responses. You got to try that sensory uh, deprivation tank the next time. The floating one? The floating one. Have you done that yet? I haven't, but I've seen it. It's awesome. Uh, a lot of people can't do it because you get claustrophobic. Mm -hmm. Are you claustrophobic? 
quick? Um, I think I could handle it if I was in the right mindset. So it's such the place that I go to right down the street here is so soothing, but you're in a pod and it's filled with water and salt. So you float to the top of the water and it's pitch dark in there and you just close your eyes and you're in there for like half an hour and your mind goes in a million different, like really, uh, sort of almost for me, it was almost like a a psycho, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Psychoanalysis? No, no, it was like a trip. Yeah, psychedelic trip almost, but a controlled one, like the deepest meditation I've ever had in my life. So like drugs, but they're healthy for you. Yes. (laughs) I I did that, the the floating thing, and I hated it because the silence is so, uh, I was going to say loud and deafening, but it's so present that after a while I could hear my heartbeat, Uh but I could hear my eyes move in my head. I could hear my blinking. Like these are sounds that your body drowns out. And to hear your every time your eyes moves move, it sounds like sandpaper in your head. It was awful. Did, I had to get out of there. Did you fart in there? I farted. It was awesome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and why would you do that? Because like what you're saying, you can hear all of your body parts. So I'm like, oh, I wonder what a fart sounds like in here. <laughs> no, I, no, I definitely don't want to get it. <laughs> you really got to try it. It's awesome. Outside okay. the fart thing is really pretty awesome. That'll, that'll be my next adventure. <laughs> okay. The Bird Show. All right. Let's roll into Kristen's Stupid Bit of the Week. Today we are playing Would You Rather yet again, but this time it's the mother-in-law edition. And let me tell you, I didn't have to scour the internet that hard. There was website after (laughs) website after website of horror mother-in-law stories. And when I tell you my jaw dropped and one made me gasp, I am not in the least bit exaggerating. How come in the overall scheme of things, riddle me this. Riddle me this. I mean, with a mother-in-law comes a father-in-law a lot of times also. So why isn't it the same relationship and some same complaints about father-in-laws? Well, a lot of these were women and stories about their mother-in-laws. And I feel like there is, on the mother-in-law's behalf, a competitiveness. Wow. And her love for her son is... It, depending on the relationship, can be so intense that it doesn't matter who her son marries. Wow. They're not going to be good enough. And it, it, it causes... The horrible mother-in-law. Got story. it. There's also a thing called emotional incest, specifically for this is an actual thing for mothers of sons, where they don't get the support and an emotional feedback they need from their husband, which is not the husband's fault; it's the relationship's fault. So then they pour everything into the son. So when the son gets married, they're losing their emotional support pillar because they've incest. They don't realize it's incest, huh. but they've emotionally poured themselves into their child instead of their spouse. I'm so glad you're here for the smart listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so refreshing. <laughs> Thank must, you. All one of them. They must be so relieved to hear a smart voice. <laughs> so the, what motivated me to do this list is um, Camila Alves, who is Matthew McConaughey's wife, recently did a podcast, Biscuits and Jam, the Southern Living podcast. And she described how her mother-in-law treated her when she first started dating Matthew McConaughey. She will call me by all of Matthew's ex-girlfriend's names. She would start speaking Spanish with me in a very broken way, kind of putting down a bit. I mean, all kinds of stuff. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, it's time for a would you rather mother-in-law audition. So I have horror mother-in-law stories and you have to choose which mother-in-law you would rather have. Rather have. Okay. <laughs> one that you would ra- you'd have to have one of these psycho women. <laughs> so your first story. So it's the lesser of both evils. Exactly. Okay. 
When we got married, his mom kept pressuring us about having a kid, even though we didn't want one. We went on an extended vacation with her a couple of years after we got married. She was acting super weird the whole time and being really nice. She was making me meals and lots of smoothies. During the vacation, I lost my birth control and couldn't find it. When we were packing, I opened her drawer and I found it in her room. I found crushed prenatal vitamins and I found herbal fertility smoothies. Oh, wow. <laughs> she was trying to get her knocked up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You have that one versus I gained over 100 pounds in under a year. One day while going through my cupboards, I found an empty bag of sugar. I was confused because we only used stevia in my house because of a family history of diabetes. We sat down with my mother-in-law and had a conversation. She came clean. She had switched our stevia with real sugar, put lard and sugar in my yogurt, put sugar in my workout drinks, my tea, my jam, everything. She had allowed me to consume over 3,500 calories a day unknowingly. I weighed around 215 by the time I found out. The reason why she did this, she didn't want me to look better than her when she got married for the third time. I lost most of the weight from this ordeal, but have lots of stretch marks. After this, we cut off all contact with her. Damn. Ooh, she's I the told worst. you, John Dragging. She's the worst. <laughs> so, Evilness. Which one would you rather have? The one that's secretly trying to get you knocked up by stealing your birth control and crushing up prenatal vitamins in your smoothies? Or the one that's putting lard and sugar in your yogurt to cause you to gain weights so she looks better at her wedding than you? Oh my God. This might be the toughest decision we have to make today. <laughs> I really, <laughs> as somebody who was making the choice to not have kids, I really didn't think it could get worse than throwing out the birth control. But uh-huh. I'm going with birth control because mm-hmm. at the very least, you know what's up and you can make adjustments until you get your next pack. But if you've lost, if they, she pushed you to gain 100 pounds, that's so hard. I know. Yeah, so. I agree. In the second story, the mother-in-law already won. The first one, you still got a chance. I'm yeah. going with the first one. I'm with these guys, yeah. All right. Here are your next two scenarios to choose uh, between. Would you rather mother-in-law edition? (sighs) We were at a party and one of the neighbors had just had a baby. My mother-in-law asked me to let her take my baby daughter over to meet the other baby. It was right next door, so I trusted her. But it took such a long time for her to come back. So I went over to see what had happened. When I got there, I discovered that the neighbor had breastfed my daughter. Apparently, my mother-in-law said the baby had been crying. She didn't know what else to do. I had literally been right there next door. (laughs) One little detail. Right after she was born, I told my mother-in-law that I I was freaked out by the idea of shared breastfeeding and that I'd never let my daughter breastfeed from another person unless it was a matter of life and death. I am completely positive that she did it on purpose. Damn. Until this day, I can't forgive her, and I'll never trust her again. Oh, my God. Damn, these are evil women. (laughs) Evil women. All right, so you either have to have that mother-in-law or this one. My mother-in-law drinks pretty heavily, and two months ago, my mother-in-law and my mom started to hang out. Mother-in-law was being inappropriate towards my mom, but she insisted she wasn't like that, so it doesn't count. Well, one night they were hanging out and mother-in-law started drinking a lot. My mom was drinking too. Me and my boyfriend walked in on them kissing. (gasps) (laughs) I scolded my mom and she did her part to make it up to me. 
She quit drinking, apologized multiple times, even agreed to never hang out with her again. I'm still a little upset at the situation. You think? But mother-in-law blamed my mom and never apologized. What? <laughs> <laughs> damn. I told wow. you. Damn, damn, damn. These are coming strong. gnarly. All right, which one would you rather have? The one that, that let your child breastfeed on another woman knowing that that would upset you or the one that makes out with your mom? This is an easy choice for me. Like, yeah. I'd rather just find out my mom's been in the closet all these years. Mm-hmm. I'm going number two. Yeah. I'm going closet also. I never thought I'd say this, but let my mama get her action. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with that one. No I'd- doubt you have more of these. Pages. Okay, we'll get to more of these later on today. Those are brilliant. <laughs> the Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. A former Bachelorette contestant is alive after being reported dead. This is so wild. So I feel like this is happening more and more often lately. It just happened with um with that young rapper, Lil Tay or somebody. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. So two days ago, Josh Sater from Caitlin Bristow's season of The Bachelorette was announced dead on his social media. It was this really sad Instagram post. It was this long statement that called it an unexpected passing um, and said for anybody who is experiencing a mental health crisis and needs help, the 988 SMS lifeline provides 24-7 free and confidential support for people in distress, obviously making it look like it is um, a situation where he took his own life. And just as, as a heads up, that's what this entire story is about, if this is very triggering for you. Um, so 24 hours later, he came on his own Instagram, said he was hacked and that he is very much alive. Hey guys, as you can see, um, I am alive and well. Um, My account was hacked Um, for the last 24 hours. I've been trying desperately to get into it. Um, Somebody um, was playing a cruel joke and mocking my mental illness and the struggles I've gone through with depression and suicide attempts. And um, I'm sorry for all the pain they caused when they made that post. Um, I just got back into my account. Um, I am going to do all I can with my team to try to identify who is behind this. But again, I apologize for the confusion and um, I will update you guys as more facts come in. Thank you guys. What's wrong with people? It's so horrible. What is wrong? I, I ask myself that quite a bit these days. What is wrong with people? A few times right? a day. Right? <laughs> like, what kind of evil person would go in? I mean, if this is true go in and say that about another person that's obviously suffering from mental illness. I don't know. Also, these death hoaxes are so dumb because if he's alive, like, it's not like a joke that can go on. People are going to know, like, hey, Josh is all good. He's fine. I just saw him up Publix the other day. And I also think it's, you know, I'll be 100% with you guys. I hate that we live in a time now also where all your cloud is wrapped up in social media, where I hear a story like this and there's like 10% of me wondering, like, okay, did he do this for publicity mm. or is the real deal? Um, I th- There's a part of me that I hate that, that as well. man. I do too. Yeah. Okay, the fan who... Um, Adele stood up for at her concert the other day. He is talking to TMZ and saying that he is not sorry for standing up and causing a little bit of a ruckus. So a couple of days ago, Adele stopped her concert midway through water under the bridge. And she'd seen this security guard having like a little kerfuffle. And we called it a little, a little scuffle in the back with some guy. And we didn't know, was he causing some issues? What was happening? Well, turns out he was just standing up and a lot of the people behind him were complaining. And so that's why the security guard kept coming up to him and, and like basically causing the little kerfuffle. I watched the video. <laughs> 
He was doing more than standing up. He was. What was he doing? He, let's just say, he. I appreciate his enthusiasm. He was very excited to be at that Adele concert. But, I mean, it... Oh, my God. It... When you watch the Taylor Swift era's tour and, and like the screaming and the singing along, that I feel is to be expected. At an Adele concert, the <laughs> screaming and the singing, like <laughs> scream singing to her songs. Um, and I, I know he, he's obviously a very passionate Adele fan. That would be irksome to those around him if they're trying to hear her <laughs> sing and listen to her and he screams singing along with the songs. He, he was one of those fans that remind you that fan is short for a fanatic. Yes. Res- respectfully. <laughs> uh-huh. Mo, I want you to ask me how my night went last night, okay? All right. Be on your night go last night. <sighs> so I, I went to Adele last night and I got kicked out of the show. <laughs> <laughs> she don't have one song. Right. <laughs> like a man telling another man you got kicked out of a deli. You get no credibility there. Oh, out of hunger point. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you would have been one of the fans upset with him, he says that he is not sorry at all for his behavior. I got to be honest with you. If I'm part of Adele's team, I'm bringing him on stage next concert. He gets a front row. Yeah. Like. You get to come to the show. You are front row. Because I'm like, yeah. If you can't stay in your seat because yeah. of my music, right? Being Adele. If you can't stay in and you are willing to fight with security and get kicked out of my show, I'm bringing you on stage and saying, <laughs> this is what all of you should aspire to be. Really, he should be in the back row, or back row so that nobody can be bothered by him standing. <laughs> the biggest stars to come out of Netflix's The Ultimatum left the show in the second episode. I'll tell you about them on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. You're in your car on the way home from work and you're listening to The Burt Show podcast, which you can find anywhere and it's free and you're like it's just not enough I need more Bircha give me more put it in my face there's so much stress trying to entertain you people so we uh, now have bonus content for you guys so it's stuff that you can't hear during this show right here it's a little bit more adult and this week Kristen has to tell a friend that they crossed a boundary even if they did it unintentionally but it is stressful and I give these guys and you can take it to a sex IQ test how much do you really know about your sex life and how comfortable are you it is all on our bonus content this week the slash bonus bs go check it out all right so she's really digging this dude that she is dating the finances though the finances though are really getting under her skin as she looks at a future together with this guy so if you got something going on in your life hit us up at the via email abby's got the email I have been engaging in a friends with benefits relationship for about six months with a guy who is quite nice and quite good at what he does. So good. And I call him Jon Snow. Um, why does she call him Jon Snow? I don't, I don't know. Jon Snow knows nothing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. With a guy who's quite nice. When, and... when you guys get the joke, let oh, me know. Oh, oh. Something. I remember. I remember from Game of Thrones because when he was with... What was her name? Egret. Yeah. Um, he did. He, he was. He was a first timer, but he was really good at what he did, as far as pleasing her. Gotcha. Mm, okay. That felt right. like I, a reach. Yeah. Okay. Love that for you. Winter is coming. <laughs> 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 Got it. Okay. I made it clear that this situation worked for where I am in my life, and he was okay with it, but stated he would like a relationship, which I was open to. He put a timeline on it, and we are getting close. I entered into this knowing or assuming we weren't equally yoked in finances or responsibilities, which was fine for what I wanted. The guy is actually really kind and considerate, which I love. 
but we realized we are each other's usual types, which makes me nervous because that hasn't worked for either of us in the past. In my past, I've always been put in the mothering role for all my relationships. That's got to be exhausting. Mm -hmm. Friendships, family members, and my ex. They all joke around and call me mom, and that's not what I want to be, especially not to a romantic partner. Sexy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to take on the responsibility of taking care of another adult. He had a job and could take care of himself. He lives like a college student. He lost that job about a month ago and has been looking. But part of the reason I don't want to commit right away is because I was trying to break away from a codependent relationship with my parent in which I was playing a parent where I felt used and abused. After being in a long-term relationship with a partner who didn't work and I mothered all throughout college. I explained all of this to him and he even got to witness some of it. How do I break it to him that he needs to have a constant job before I commit without hurting his feelings? Also, he has been pursuing a business of his own for four years and been unsuccessful. He wants me to be a part of it. And I flat out said not until he can prove that he can be successful by himself. And I would need to see his finances to prove it. I ain't mad at it. I have, however, been supportive when I can. I have a successful business and I have a lot of control over my time where it seems like he over invests in both time and money and doesn't have a lot of time for me or the time I would require for a relationship. Even though he has been giving what time he can now, it seems to stretch him thin. And I honestly don't think he is in the position to be in a relationship right now. That being said, I know everything doesn't have to be perfect for a relationship to work, but I don't like to fail and breaking up after entering a relationship is a last resort option. (laughs) I'm questioning whether I should tell him my birthday is coming up in less than a week. He hasn't mentioned it, and I think it might be because he doesn't have the money to celebrate with me. What's you all's advice? Thank you. Um. So what exactly is the question? Should I break it off with this guy or is that it? Like, because clearly like. She doesn't know she wants to become official with him. Here's the thing. How many times do you ignore your gut feeling and your gut and always ends up right? <laughs> Everything that you've said in here, your gut is telling you exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. And this one line that I highlighted, how do I break it to him that he needs to have a constant job before I commit without hurting his feelings? Man, I'll tell you what, that I am really in touch with now and I am working. I have gone into so many relationships, business and personal, dancing around the truth not to hurt somebody's feelings in the short term, which just ends up hurting them in the long term when you get to the authentic thing anyway. It's always there, and you're going to always default back to who you really are. So trying to not hurt somebody's feelings and dancing around the truth is not going to work. So look, your gut is telling you what you need to do here. Yeah, I was actually in a very, very, very similar situationship right after I graduated from college. It was this guy who was like on his sixth year of of university and he didn't really know what he wanted to do with his life, but we got along so well, but I just liked hanging out with him. And the problem was, is that my gut feeling was like, you know, you want to be in a serious relationship with a guy who can hold his own and this guy can't. And I would jokingly look at him, look at him and be like, you know, we would just be perfect for each other in five years and five years. Well, guess what? It's five years. And even though we obviously are not together anymore, he is still in the exact same position that I left him in when um, our situationship ended. So 
I, I think if the longer you drag this out, the more painful it's going to be because that's what I did is I just kept pushing it off. And then I actually kind of hurt like a real breakup when it ended. And she's not saying he has to have some like big money making, high powering job. He just needs to have a consistent job. You're looking for an adult. You're dating a child. Let's be honest. I agree. Uh, I feel like if at this point in a relationship, if she were in a position where she should continue with him, she would be excited about it. I don't think you should almost be talking yourself into a relationship. Mm -hmm. You should be it should be something you're looking forward to, especially Mm -hmm. since they've already come this far. So if you're already at this point with him and you are still questioning everything, then I think you have all your answers right there. Relationships are work, but they shouldn't be a job. This one sounds Mm -hmm. like a job. He doesn't have a job. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? If I ever find myself with more time, I end up getting so stuck on what I should be doing versus what I want to be doing that I end up wasting the entire hour. So what if you could use that hour to actually improve yourself and improve your life so that the next time you have a free hour, you actually know what's a priority for you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Whether you need to talk through the guilt of taking time for yourself or learning how to set boundaries with people in your life who take and take, therapy can give you the tools to lead a richer life where you're, well, in control and happier. Therapy isn't just for major trauma. It's for the everyday problems that can be tough to navigate too. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. There's no shame in finding someone to vent to about the issues going on in your life. Plus, BetterHelp is entirely online and is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Show today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Show. If you listen to The Burt Show, you know we call romantic alone time piano playing. And if you want to get a little bit better at playing your music sheet between the sheets, the best way to get started is to go to adamandeve.com right now. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item, plus free shipping and rush processing. And that's not all. When you select your one item, you'll also get a free kit that includes an item for him, a special toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. The kit includes six free movies for your viewing pleasure and Adam and Eve wants to make your life easy. They've got discreet shipping as your privacy is a priority, plus 100% free shipping with rush processing on your entire order. Bring more pleasure and satisfaction into your piano playing room. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item, something adventurous or something you've always desired. Just enter code Abby, A-B-B-Y at checkout. That's Abby, A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount at adamandeve.com. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. The Burt Show. Mo is about to change the life, change the trajectory of a kid. And it's a very big deal. Up until now, he just didn't know which kid. No pressure. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. And it's funny you say that because it hasn't felt as real as it now feels because of what I just found out the other day. So I started this journey a few months back of attempting to become a big brother, being a part of the Big Brother program. And I've been looking forward to it and I've gone through all of the steps. And then finally, last week, I was accepted to be a part of the program. So with this being my first time, I had no idea how long it would take before 
I get accepted, and then they would find me a match. But I assumed it would be a while, and because they want to make sure that the match is as perfect as it can possibly be. So I was shocked when a few days later they hit me up and they were like, "I, I think we have your potential match, and I, and I think it's going to work really well for you." So I was like, "Wow, that was fast." Mm-hmm. And so I I get on the phone, and we have a meeting about it, and they start running down all of the deets. Um, I can't go over the personal deets, but I can say. I I mean, I was floored by, like, the matches so perfect that I I couldn't believe it. I mean, all the way down to um, he's growing up in a very similar situation that I did where mom is mostly around. And I I love the fact that um, he's mixed, so he doesn't really, he's not so in touch with the black side Mm. where his dad is black. And and he's looking for a positive black male influence to kind of help guide him. And just growing up being an African-American young boy. And he needs that. And all in all, like the other part that floored me was he has a YouTube channel and wants to be a comedian. (laughs) Really? Yeah, he wants to be a comedian. He's very into like entertaining and very into um, just making people laugh. And he has a shyness about him, but he wants to come out of that shell. And mom feels like it would help him open up. So they were looking for someone who can kind of guide him in both of those areas. And as she's telling me this, I kind of laughed. And she's like, why would you laugh? And I was like, this just feels like it was so meant to be. Like mm-hmm. it was just sometime life just kind of pushes you in the direction you're supposed to go. And sometimes when you get there, you're like, this is all starting to make sense now. I, I genuinely felt like this is almost too perfect. And she laughed because I thought, I was at first, I thought they was like pulling my chair. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> this seems like almost too perfect. You're like literally describing a mini me. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly that. And then she goes down like all of the activities, the things that he loves to do, similar to all the things I love to do. He loves miniature golf. He loves bowling. He loves arcades. He loves PlayStation. I'm like, I almost get to be a kid again. If this was a Black Mirror episode, you would actually be mentoring you. That's a perfect way to put it because that's exactly what it felt like as she was describing him. It was describing me at that point of my life. And do you feel like you need healing? I didn't going into it. Um, I wasn't really looking at it like that. It was more so everything that I would be able to do for my little. But in now that I look at the connection of the way it's all coming together, yes. Like I, I actually feel like I get to go back in time and kind of do all of the things that I wish little me at that time had mm-hmm. and could do. So in a way, it's like yeah. Like, I get, like, it's not about you, and I know you know this, and it's going to be about your little, but I think what's going to be beautiful about this is you're going to impact your little, but I think it's going to be surprising how much your little impacts you. I think that's exactly what yeah, it is. crazy, man. I mean, I'm, I'm going to sound all crunchy here and stuff, but the way the universe works sometimes, I mean, like Kristen said, you did this totally out of altruism, but the fact that you're going to have some healing out of this also... I'm not a big old fan of coincidences. I think mm-hmm. for what, whomever or whatever brought you two together, that is amazing. I think that's the feeling that kind of washed over me at the time of really looking at the sheet of all of the notes that I took and, and really figuring out that, okay, so the best healing, I guess, is all of the things that you want to heal from when you were younger. If you can now somehow use those experiences to where they now don't go in vain because you can use them to help someone else, is like, that's the best kind of healing I think you can get. 
And so I'm I'm nervous. I'm, I'm excited at the same time because um, when they went back to mom and told her that I would be the match and she did all of her research, she was excited about the opportunity, too. So once that happened, now all that's left is for us to meet. And so we're going to meet today. Today is the first meeting. Oh, yeah. I get to meet my little and the family. And, yes, I'm very excited and very nervous all at the same time. But it's great. You gonna take him to a pub? Where are you going? No, no the first <laughs> the first one is just to meet. Okay, the, the meet and greet, so we get to learn each other, learn everything about each other, and kind of set up how the process is gonna look for the next year. And is it what, like at the Big Brother office? Is it a their home? Is it a neutral location? First one is Zoom. So we're oh, all okay. meeting on Zoom first, and okay. then the next one will actually be at the Big Brother office. Man, dude, that's great. That's really, I mean, you couldn't come in here with a better story than that. That's fantastic. I appreciate y'all. I'll keep y'all posted. I know it'll go great today. Yes, sir. Don't mess it up. I'm trying to. <laughs> yeah, there's just a life in your hands. I know. Don't no mess biggie. it up. It, you know, and your own personal healing. But whatever. <laughs> you got this. The Burt Show. I am so excited for tonight, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a rare super blue moon tonight at 9.30. Wait, it's not just a super moon? It's not just a blue moon? It's a super blue moon? Yeah, damn right. How <laughs> neat! Sounds like the next Marvel movie. Super blue moon. Super blue moon. It'll be the biggest and brightest full moon of the year and the closest. So it's going to feel like you can just reach up and grab that thing at like 9.30 tonight. Am I the only one that's really excited I'm about I'm excited it, huh? about it. <laughs> of course you are. You're the one that sent the email about it. <laughs> You're not. I feel like, uh, let's go streaking. <laughs> Just nobody behind yeah. me. Do, we're not going to have another uh, super blue moon until 2037. So it's going to be 100 miles closer to the Earth than the last super moon was. You only get one to do super moons a year, but this is a super blue moon. So it's going to be Damn. super big, super bright, super close, and going to look gorgeous outside. I what? do hear this only happens once in a blue moon, so. Oh, wow. wow. Saturn. Yeah, so this is what uh, the article that uh, Cassie sent. As a bonus, Saturn will be visible as a bright point five degrees to the upper right of the moon at sunset in the east and southeastern sky, which is really super exciting. Isn't it? Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> really. I mean. I just. I mean. As long as there's no clouds. Right. That'll be the thing. Right. <laughs> Anybody listening right now is probably going to be underneath uh, clouds. So. Yeah. Somebody else take pictures of it. <laughs> so we can all see. It. And be safe, Florida. We're thinking of you. <laughs> all right. So Lou here wanted our help. She is dating a guy that she really likes. But you know sometimes how your friends have this influence on you that if they sometimes they'll see things in dudes or women that you're dating that you don't see and some sometimes you take their opinion over your own and I think that's where Lou is at right now. Hey Lou. Hey, how's it going? Good. All right. So tell us about this dude that you're seeing. Tell us about the friend that is putting all sorts of doubt in your mind and cuz we did something about it and tested him last night. Okay, so um, James is this guy I've been seeing, and uh, he's he's great. He just seems like a really good person, and I have to say he's like the best-looking guy I've ever dated, so that's like an unusual combination, right? Um, and it's only, been a, it's only been a few weeks, honestly, but I was introduced to him by a friend. He's her cousin, which also seemed like a good sign. He's not just like a random guy out of nowhere. Like we know a person in common, which also, you know, it's good news. But um, I didn't introduce him to my friend Clara. And afterwards, she was like, 
anything but supportive. She was like, oh, my God, this is the guy. I've, like, dated guys exactly like him. I can tell that he's, like, not a good person. He's going to break your heart. It's happened to me a million times. And, like, planting all these seeds of doubt in my mind. And I have to say, like, none of what she said squares with my impression of James and, like, how he's been treating me and how things have been going, even though it's really new. But, you know, she's my best friend. And I, I kind of, like, there were two reasons I reached out. So one of them is that, I mean, I kind of wanted to prove wrong. Like, mm-hmm. look, like, you know, he's been tested. It's official. He's a good guy. But also, I kind of feel like maybe there's a jealousy thing going on, like, you know, he's he is really good looking and he seems like a good guy and I'm seeing him and maybe that's like an elephant in the room that's good to just kind of address immediately and just figure out what that is about, right? Yeah, before we get on to her, I just want to let you know, and you're unaware of this, Lou, um, my son's name is James and I didn't like the idea of him potentially cheating on somebody, so I changed his name to Chet. Sorry. Um, just, you know, for consistency purposes, if people are like, who the hell is James when we were talking about this yesterday? Got it. Okay. I, I took the liberty. So the, 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 the code name for the guy you're currently dating is is, is now Chet, not James. Because um, I, I have too much power, apparently. I, I really, really admire this kind of arrogance. <laughs> <laughs> both, both those names, by the way, protect the innocent. So yeah, neither yeah, name yeah. is his real name. Yeah, they were both aliases, but I'm just like, no, James would, ne- James would never cheat on anyone. That just sounds like a douche. <laughs> exactly, which is why I changed it to that. So, yeah, if, if, if you are being honest with yourself because of her current relationship status, it's not to say that every single person is, like, insanely jealous, but could that be her reality right now? that she's just looking at what you have and wanting to sabotage it because she does not have the same. I mean, she is single, so that's that it's definitely possible even though you know, I mean, she's a really good friend and she's a good person, but like we all have our moments, right? Right. I have found as a general rule, and I you know what, this doesn't apply to best friends because I think that they always want you to do great, but as a general rule, your friends want you to do really well, just an inch less well than they're doing. And once you start doing a little bit better than they are, mm-hmm. then we got problems. Right? Those friends suck. So this might be it right here. Um, so it's kind of you're damned if you do, damned if you don't here. Because if we find out that this dude was not being loyal to you, then you're going to be bummed out by that. And if we found out that he is a really great guy, now you've got to deal with the fact that your best friend is probably trying to sabotage you. So just playing this out, if he is like, you know, if he is what she says he is, are you going to give her the satisfaction and tell her, or are you just not going to date him anymore and not tell her why? And if he is an upstanding citizen, are you going to tell her what you did or just tell her to back off? You, you need, she needs to trust your instincts. Oh, these are good questions. So uh, for sure, if it turns out he's a good guy, I'm not going to tell her that he passed the test. It seems like it would be too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will just let her know, like, hey, like, you need to let me, like, live my own life and, like, mm-hmm. whatever happens, happens. But I, I, if he, wow, I didn't really think this through beforehand because <laughs> it turns out to be really? not a good person. I don't think, I, I mean, obviously I can't see him anymore. Like, that's a given. But um, I don't know. 
if I'll tell her or not. I mean, I kind of guess I probably won't. I'll keep it a secret to myself. Okay, Lou. Until my dying day. Let's do this because we spend so much time trying to make you as anxious as possible. Sorry. Um, <laughs> when we come back, we will tell you the results of what we found last night when we did the Instagram scam. We do have results. We do have results. So then we can start going down which road that you have to truly be stressed about, okay? Okay. Right. Sorry for making oh, you wait. Well, just push it back. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I will do that next on The Bird Show. Listen, it's The Bird Show. All right, so listener Lou hit us up and said, Bird Show, I could really use your help here because I'm digging this dude that I'm going out with right now. I don't see any red flags at all. However, my best friend really has a gut feeling that this dude is not trustworthy, just is like skeeving around. And Lou is like, so who? I trust my best friend. She knows me maybe even better than I know myself. So, Bert Show, will you test this guy just to make sure that he's only into me and he's being a solid guy so I can go back to my best friend and go, hey, this may be a you jealousy thing and not a me and my dude's not a bad guy thing. Okay, so... Lou, you ready for the results here from our Instagram scam? I'm ready to learn my fate. Okay. She's like, I was ready 15 minutes ago. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Kristen, what is Instagram scam? And so, then we'll give her the results. So I have a friend who, who, she loves drama, so obviously she loves this show, and she has no problem sliding into dudes' DMs, and it's... I don't like to use the word because it sounds so shady, but it's entrapment. And she sends DMs and messages and we gauge if the guy is loyal or not by his responses and reactions. And that's exactly what she did. You gave us his um, Instagram profile. She hit him up and slid into his DMs. And she looked through some of his pictures and she watched his story and he had um, a story in there of him. He plays guitar, correct? Yeah. So he had a story uh, of him playing a guitar shirtless. And oh, so that's what she. This guy. <laughs> All right. What, what, this guy. What a dream boat. I know, right? <laughs> so she goes, is it wrong to say I've rewatched your stories more times than I can count? Glad I found you. It, he, he doesn't know this person, so he didn't have to respond. But he did. And he said, thanks for the compliment. Mm. And she said, I love a guy who can play guitar, especially shirtless, <laughs> heart stolen, fire emoji. Heart oh, stolen. She is very. <laughs> we lay it on thick. Yes. And sorry, we do this because you guys don't seem to see past the thick. So you, you like it. Like <laughs> you like it. Yuck. Okay. He goes, thanks. I don't always play with my shirt off. Just happen to be lakeside with friends. That had phones out that I asked to take a picture. <laughs> and then I posted it. Completely spontaneous moment. <laughs> yep. She responds, well, maybe you should. Mm. And he said, ha, I'll take that into consideration. Her. I mean, if you don't want to post for the entire world to see, you could always just DM me directly. He goes, ha. <laughs> I'm trying to find different ways to say ha. Just, just a singular ha, just not a ha ha, not a ha ha, not a ha ha ha, not a LOL, just a ha. <laughs> How many ha's before it becomes creepy in a situation like that? About three to four. Yeah, I think. Say I think yep. the one's creepy, personally. Um, she or... I wouldn't turn down a private concert. Okay. What right. a salute. Okay. Yeah. That's why she's my friend. Look <laughs> <laughs> like at your five closest friends. Yeah. <laughs> you see yourself. 
He responds, as flattering as that is. Are you ready for this, Lou? I, I hope so. As flattering as that is, I'm currently seeing someone. Yes. <gasps> I think it's only fair to reserve any private concerts for her. Well, come on now. Good move. Mm-hmm. And now then, let's just hope that he's talking uh, about Lou. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't even plant that seed. What are you doing? I know, right? Um, she goes, well, lucky her. You seem like a catch. He said, thanks. But so far, I'm the lucky one. Oh, look at that. Then he wow. put his shirt back on. Oh, yes. <laughs> Cue the guitar. Have a good night. Here's a D-pick. No, I'm just kidding. He, didn't do that. <laughs> he, did, he did not do that. No. <laughs> win for hot guys everywhere. It is, especially shirtless ones that play the guitar. I love that. So you're 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 good. So you're good, but okay, so now you got the yeah. problem of knowing that your best friend maybe she's having some Now you're assuming this, maybe her gut was telling her because quite honestly you see a picture of a dude with a shirt off on Instagram playing the guitar. I mean, it's got a high D-bag factor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> however, in a case like this, it doesn't make it him untrustworthy. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's what she saw and she was feeling that or you really got to like deal with maybe some jealousy issues. I don't know. I mean, I, I think your best friend, Clara, I think she was highly jealous. I think she was projecting that onto you, especially if she was the only friend bringing it up, because if everybody else in your life thinks he's fine, I think it's definitely a Clara issue and not a you issue. I agree. I think she's projecting it onto you. I just don't know if how you handle it. If you t- if you give her the reason she should back off, or if you just tell her to back off. But I know if it were me, I'd I'd probably give her the reason. Can't you just say to the best friend like, "Hey, you know what? I'm happy." And until he proves that he's not trustworthy, you know what? I'm 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 good right here. Yeah, you don't got to make a big old deal out of it. Mm-hmm. For sure. No. Yeah, you can do that. I, I'm not sure she's jealous yeah. so much as just projecting projecting her baggage from her past relationships. Something you said earlier when she's like, I've gone through this before. It just sounds like she is bringing her baggage to your relationships. So I think you could just tell her to back off nicely. Yeah, I think that's going to be my plan. You're good. If yeah. she keeps it up too hard, then I'll be like, look, he passed the test. But that's like, that's only if oh, I have to, because I don't want to rub it in her face. Don't, yeah. yeah, don't, I don't, don't, don't do that. Don't, right. do that. Yeah. don't tell her you did this. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this stays with us. Right here. This is our okay. secret. All right, Lou, have a great day. <laughs> Thank you so much. Listen, it's the Bird Show. If I'm in this situation, there is no going back into the relationship. I would feel so deceived that there's no way that I could continue this relationship. If you find out that your boyfriend or your girlfriend is tracking you and you didn't know it, that's it. Yeah, my friend's in a really weird position. So she's been seeing a guy. um, They've been together for about 10 months officially. And he spent the night and she noticed in the morning her ring camera, I guess, sent her a notification or something that showed activity. So she opened it up and saw her boyfriend walking around her car in the front driveway at 3 a.m. And she's like, okay, couldn't really see what he was doing, but she's like, whatever, you know, dudes are weird, people are weird, I'm going to ignore it. But then she got in her car to go to work and got a notification on her phone that said an Apple AirTag, like an AirTag was traveling with her that wasn't hers. And so she's like putting two and two together because he was like, fumbling around her car around her license plate is what it looked like but she couldn't really tell so she's like the only explanation i didn't have this on the way home yesterday from work it's showing up this morning he put a tracking tag on my car but the thing is she hasn't said anything to him because she doesn't know how to approach it she 
And I think her, I think at the heart of it is a little bit of fear, honestly, because she's like, I don't know why he would track me like that. And that is kind of weird, unhinged behavior. I mean, you could have just asked me to share my location on my phone. I mean, she told me this. She's like, if he had said, share your phone location, you know, let's share it. She's like, I would have shared it with him. That's totally fine. Like, it, it's not a thing. But he went behind my back and I don't know his reasoning. And that freaks me out. And so she's at a point. She's like, do I, is it, could it be innocent? Could it just be he was worried about me? Or is it? weird stalkerish behavior. I feel like we need more info before we get deeply judgmental. Um, <laughs> Abby's already there. I'm deep, I'm deep in the judgment right now. So how long have they been going out? Ten months. O- only ten months. Yeah, uh, but that's still a long time, they, I think. They living together? They're in the I love you stage? They're not living together, So, but he'll spend the night or she'll spend the night at his place. They have said I love you, and that was like, I think she told me it was recently that they've said I love you. So that that part just turned on. Okay. Well, he's an idiot because like if you know there's a ring camera and you're outside like doing whatever you're doing around the car, it's going to pick you up. You don't think about that stuff. <laughs> like You should mm, if right? you were good at what you were doing. <laughs> if you're and, a good stalker. Right? And then, that's why you should break up with him. He's, he's a, a bad, he's bad stalker. stalker. <laughs> and then you put the air tag on and it's like, well, she has an eye. Like, it's going to alert you that because we, we've all learned that, that you, that's why your iPhone does that for protection and lets you know that there's a, like a tracking device or an air tag there that's not yours. <laughs> he's just, I'd break up with him because he's stupid. <laughs> She should say that I'm not breaking up with you because I found the air tag. You're just stupid. <laughs> well, I'm wondering if he thought he could get to our phone and disable the little because you can say no. This air tag's cool, so I'm wondering if he thought he could get to the phone before she did and before the notification popped mm. up to disable it. The ring thing I can't explain except he's a dumb dude and it was 3 a.m. Okay, before we open up the gate on Abby's strong judgment, let me just stick up for the guy and not knowing him at all. Okay. <laughs> I just really get nervous when you're not around, and I just, I'm not tracking you. I just want to be there in case of an emergency. Okay. That's all. And I knew you wouldn't be down with the idea, so I put it on your car more to protect you and just know where you were than anything else. So if I am guilty of caring too much, then... Go ahead and break up with me. Who knew you were so good at gaslighting? (laughs) (laughs) Master. My heart's just too big. Yeah. Um, And to add on to that, maybe his baggage is that every girl he's ever dated on has cheated on him. So he has these hangups or he has a sister who um, was in a situation like that. I remember that. Yeah, Yeah. you remember that? Uh When his sister was in a bad situation? (laughs) Everybody was nervous about that. And they couldn't find her, and they didn't know where she was. And so that's why now they all have tracking devices to make sure they know where everybody is, just for safety precautions. She needs to really check herself. (laughs) Wow. Because this is a great guy. Okay, now I want to... I'd like to hear from Abby, because I'm torn, because my gut instinct is get out. But at the same time... Maybe he is trying to be protective and just going about it in the really wrong way because she's pretty independent and she would not like have like it's one thing to ask to share your location, but to be tracked like that would be an it's an immediate ick for her. If his intentions were so pure, why can he not just vocalize them? Bingo. It sounds like if if this is all true, let's say his intentions are pure, he's worried about his girlfriend, what is she doing? (laughs) Then he needs to talk about his anxious attachment style in therapy. (laughs) (laughs) No, be so for real. This is crazy town behavior. And this actually happened to 
uh, Cassie Randolph from The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. So Colton Underwood, one of the former Bachelors, did this to her. That was enough for her to break things off. And then look what happened to, to, to that relationship. Now he's married to a man, yeah, which is great. Yeah, he ended up being gay. So clearly she's dating a gay guy. <laughs> <laughs> clearly she's dating a gay guy. I mean, that makes total sense. Those are your two options, stalker or gay dude. <laughs> Not answering. <laughs> so I think she needs to get out. This is crazy. If he really cared about her, he would have vocalized that to her and explained why for some reason he needs to track her. He obviously, I think, maybe got a little freaked out. Not freaked out in a bad way, but when they said, I love you, I think he maybe felt like he needed to hold on. Like, what if she cheats on me? What if this happens? Blah, blah, blah. And he's taking that out and using the tracker as an excuse to, to mm-hmm. calm his fears. Hey, Mike, good morning. You're part of the bird show. You feel as strongly as Abby does on this? Yeah, and I think what she should do to kind of mess with him and, and play him out and see how he's going to react, look around the car and find the air tag, and then leave it on like a city bus or in a cab or something. Because that thing is just going all over the place. Ooh, I love how he reacts to that. I am so glad you called. Call whenever you want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> leave it at like a strip club or something. Uh, <laughs> hey, Ray, good morning. You're on the Burt Show. Hi. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Uh, this, this is the biggest red flag I have <laughs> inflatable tube man outside a car dealership this don't i wouldn't say a word to him about it just ghost keep the ring camera footage and file a police report because this is this is something else yeah it can only go bad from here i agree you guys man there's so many things that are jarring and really really scary about that so when a guy puts an air tag on a woman's car is it scary and when a woman puts an air tag on a guy's car. Is it just crazy? Or are they like both equally both scary? I think they yeah. both and live crazy. in crazy town. Uh, Angela, good morning. You're part of the Bird Show. Hi. She needs to find the air tag, put it on his car, so he can track himself. And she needs to step away. Oh, I like that. I like that. I don't hate that one. Yeah, run, run, run. as fast as you can. It's the Bird Show. Get it, the Bird Show. We need diapers. And we need them now. You getting older? Just <laughs> <laughs> for you. These are not diapers for me. I have not crossed that threshold yet, even though I do urinate myself when I jump on trampolines. That's not what we're talking about and here. And when you laugh hard. And, and when I laugh hard. And when you sneeze. And when I sneeze. And when you walk. And <laughs> anyway, this is not about my incontinence. Incontinence, okay? Um, so I have been working with a nonprofit for years called Helping Mamas. They are the baby supply bank of Georgia. They provide essential baby items and also period products to families that need it most. And it is rather astonishing when you look at the stats, how many families are in desperate need of these items, um, especially mamas that need diapers for their children. There are some mothers that have to decide, am I going to feed my baby or am I going to put a diaper on my baby? And that is a horrible position to be in. And so that's why I'm calling all mamas and all non-mamas that if you would like to help out, The Burt Show has joined the Helping Mamas Team Challenge. Now, there's nothing more that I, uh, nothing more I love than helping out those in needs, except for winning. (laughs) (laughs) We got us a challenge for the Burt Show fam. So yeah, we've started a Burt Show team and it's all to raise diapers. We are trying to collect as many diapers as possible. So Diaper Need Awareness Week is actually in September. 
So throughout September, Helping Mamas is challenging supporters to fill their warehouse with 300,000 diapers. That's a lot of diapers, but we can do that. And each team has been challenged with collecting 4,000 diapers. I think we can do that and exceed that. So we have a link. It's a Goodler link where you can go and purchase diapers that will get directly sent to the Helping Mamas warehouse. Of course, our link and the warehouse, they'll keep track of how many diapers we collect. And again, our goal is 4,000 diapers. Um, In fact, 28% of parents who need diapers for their little ones reportedly are skipping meals to afford those diapers. It's Yeah, it's it's really, it's it's heartbreaking. And um, we just want to make sure that those that have little ones can be able to focus on those milestones rather than having to focus on where they're going to get their next diaper. Okay, so naive dude here. Yeah. I just went to the link that mm-hmm. you have up on our website right now yes. if virtual listeners want to go there and help out with any amount of diapers. Mm-hmm. Two things that caught my eye immediately. I had no idea there were so many different varieties of diapers. Oh, man, you have, yeah. So the Goodler link, because you have, like, I mean, you have... And like you have every different size, you know, and you you soon forget people are so obsessed with the teeny tiny babies. Mm-hmm. Like they they love to give helping mamas like the the small diapers, the zeros and the ones and the twos. But you also have to think about the older children. So they really need like fives and six and sevens. And then you also have the pull ups that you need for the older kids to wear at night. You have night diapers. You have crawling Damn. diapers. You have different like you know. Just because you can't afford a diaper doesn't mean you don't deserve an organic diaper. So, I mean, there's so many different types. And y'all, that's just diapers. So think about what moms research when it comes to every single item their child uses. (laughs) Uh, And the second thing that caught my eye, and I guess it's been a long time since I had to buy diapers for my kids. They're expensive. Oh, they're crazy expensive. What? Yeah. Some of these are 75 bucks. Mm -hmm. Wow. Dang. I mean, the cheapest is $24. But it goes all the way up to like $80 for diapers. What are those diapers doing for 80 bucks? <laughs> <laughs> preventing your child from crapping on themselves. Um, so, yeah, how many are in that pack of 75 by the way? Uh, how many the are in that pack? $75 pack. Uh, I don't know. Let me, uh, a lot. Okay. I don't know. Well, but, but I mean, these babies, they you blow through so many diapers in a day. It's ridiculous, which is why we're asking for so many. But I really, truly believe the Burt Show fam, we can hit that $4,000 mark and exceed it. And I really want to win. <laughs> and, uh, Cassie has helped this organization out as well. We both have uh, dedicated our baby registries to helping mamas. They they do really impressive, incredible work. And I think once you're in the position of having to pay for this stuff out of pocket and you seeing the prices, I mean, imagine that's why people are skipping meals to pay for diapers. And it's a sort of love that parents have for their kids. They always put their kids first and they suffer. But if we live in a world where you couldn't afford to buy a pack of diapers for mm-hmm. somebody else so that they can eat. I mean, why wouldn't you? All you have to do is click the link and buy it. You don't have to do anything else. And nobody has uh, created an edible diaper yet, so you can't have it both ways, right? Mm. No, you can't. There are compostable ones, so we're getting there. (laughs) Uh, Look, this is a big ask here, but I mean, there are thousands of babies in Georgia that Mm. could really use these diapers. So this is one of those things, I think, where we can kind of live in a bubble. Uh, When you take a look at your own family, you take a look at your kids, and it's never been a concern for you maybe before. There's so many parents that really do have to make this decision. So this makes it a lot easier. And I mean, life is 
isn't fair and things happen and it's not like you plan to be in this position where you couldn't provide a diaper for your child. So we just ask for a little empathy, a little sympathy. And if you can, if you have it and within your means to purchase a pack of diapers, we would really appreciate it. Uh, the link is at thebirtshow.com. And again, it's all for Helping Mamas, a wonderful nonprofit that helps out mothers in need all around Georgia. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say, it takes a village, and this is your opportunity to be part of somebody else's village. All right, Abby, it is time for a follow-up. Way more superficially here. (laughs) What happened to the dude at the golf tournament last week? Yeah, so last week I was out at uh, at Eastlake Golf Club in Decatur for the Tour Championship, and I was so excited because I knew I was going to be surrounded by all my favorite type of people, (laughs) unseasoned white men in polos. (laughs) And I had the best time. I was posted up at the... Sixth green. It's a beautiful golf course, isn't it? Stunning. It's and the, really pretty. The weather could not have been better. I'd been looking for excuses to go to Decatur anyway. It's the one part of oh, Atlanta awesome. I hadn't really checked out. There's so many good restaurants down there. Decatur is greater. If, Decatur. Th- if things were different in my life, I would probably live in either Virginia Highlands or yep. uh, Decatur. Oh, I love both those neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. So I got to check out Decatur for the first time, but I spent most of my day at Eastlake Golf Club having the best time. At the sixth green, there were Mayomi wine flights and Farm Burger, and again on season and, um, you know, men in polos, my favorite. <laughs> and um, I, I, I was so excited because at the time I had been down there, some of the top golfers were making their final putt for the, for, uh, for the sixth hole. And so um, as they're coming up, everyone's getting so excited. I'm like, I don't know who any of these people are, but they're apparently they're important. It was like John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, Victor Hovland, who ended up winning the championship. And so I roll up to the sixth green and I notice a man above six feet with curly brown hair, my exact type. And I was like, I'm going to stand next to this man. So I end up standing next to him and these guys were not making their putts. So I use my one line that I know about golf to make it look like I was smart. And I lean over to him and I go, mm, do you think these guys just suck or do you think the, the greens are fast today? Wow. And Did he look down and you could see his heart like beating through his chest? He was like, who is this solid seven with, with golf knowledge? trophy wife and we end up having like a brief little chat he actually wanted to watch golf so he ended up leaving me before what a nerd before he left he i ended up giving him my number and i waited all weekend long on um on with bated breath to see if he would hit me back and and he didn't he did not <laughs> he didn't um understandable i'm sure he was very handsome i'm sure he has a nice lady back home um, but you know, we, we, we put ourselves out there and I feel proud of myself for, for shooting my shot, even though I got shot down. Here's what I know about this guy. He's a chronic smoker. <laughs> uh, he has back knee, uh-huh. uh, financially very insecure. Oh, and his second toes are way longer than his oh, big toe. Oh my God. And a really a little wiener. <laughs> so oh. you dodge yourself a bullet. Breath stinks too. Perfect. Yep. I'm mm-hmm. done. I, I'm, I'm happy. So I can, <laughs> yep. I can move on to my next golf tournament where I can find another man who looks exactly like him with a probably equally awful person. <laughs> personality. <laughs> totally dodged a bullet. It's the Burt Show. Get it. The Burt Show.